Hello, we're finally back with another episode of the Youth Talk MENA series, this time with a very special guest, Mr. Britta Croce, Managing Director at Microsoft for Startups MEA. With over 20 years of experience working for the likes of Microsoft and Google, Mr. Roberta Croce's passion lies in innovation, startups, and people. Being relationship-driven, he has bridged the gap between corporates and startups across more than 20 countries, helping them develop real solutions that solve real-world problems. We're so excited and tremendously honored to have you with us today, Mr. Croce. Um, but right before we get started, here's a quick introduction for you and for everyone to on who we are and what we do at YouthWave Mina. We are the first ever youth-led sustainable innovation hub in the region with an aim to empower young social entrepreneurs and innovators. You can think of us as an experience playground for young startup founders. Our innovation culture is mostly driven by three things, impact, sustainability, and accessibility, which ties in with our vision to empower a generation of entrepreneurs that have a central focus on developing solutions for real-world problems and taking the innovation ecosystem to the next level. Without any further delay, let's get started. And I'd love to now give you the opportunity, Mr. Kochi, to give us a little introduction and share with us a few words. Thank you. Thank you so much, Maima. First of all, uh, thank you for inviting me. It's, it's, a, it's a great pleasure uh, sharing some time with you and, and answering your, your questions and, and being in touch uh, uh, and, you know, as a follow-up as well after, after this, this session. Uh, what about me? Look, uh, I'm Italian of origin, uh, uh, you know, born and raised in, in, in the north of Italy, and uh, 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 I, I had the chance to, to start studying abroad, uh, university, did my Erasmus project, is the exchange program you had, you had back in Europe uh, uh, in those days, and, and learn about other cultures and, and opening up uh, more my mind around, uh, you know, uh, getting in touch with people from a lot of different places and 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 study with with uh, with that uh, open mind and then I had a chance to to start working uh, in consulting and building the muscle and then you know the the, the gym that you have in, in the beginning of your career to learn more about uh, how to navigate an organization stakeholders um, uh, you know uh, how how to uh, provide recommendations to 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 uh, and align different parts of the on an organization. But then I, I followed my heart and then uh, I, I was able to join a startup before uh, uh, getting into Google. So the startup experience was awesome. It's like when you, when you uh, condense, uh, condensate yeah. you know, a lot of learnings in a short period of time and then you are exposed to many things. So in a, in a small team and you, you learn a lot of things. After that, I had a chance to join Google, which was again an experience, similar experience, because I, you know, I, I joined Google in, in a part of the, in the organization where it was a sort of a startup within the broader organization, and I spent a good ten years there, uh, having a lot of fun, learning a lot of things, uh, and and uh, um, focusing my my career around emerging markets. Um, and then I recently jumped in Microsoft in this role to lead uh, and build this division around startups here um, across Middle East and Africa. So this is a little bit about me. Uh, definitely uh, 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 one passion that I have is to empower youth. I believe that we can only change mindset here in the region uh, um, if, we, if we focus on youth and we equip and empower youth with the right tools and resources to, to thrive, right? So, uh, and I'm sure this will be part of our conversation today as well. 
Yes, definitely. And we'd love to hear more about your journey as well when you were still in the startup space and then throughout. Um, that sounds so exciting. Um, yeah, but really to get started on our first question that we have, um, recently you shared on LinkedIn the qualities that make a successful entrepreneur. And you talked about five traits specifically um, based on your experience and what you define as productive entrepreneurship. And um, they were falling in love with the problem, the ability to persevere under any circumstances, making tough decisions, or knowing how to make the hard calls, knowing how to inspire and rallying people together for a shared purpose and cause, and um, finally having a customer-centric approach to business, listening to the customers. And in the end, you talked about how these qualities can actually be learned and embodied, what entrepreneurs must do to become successful. One of the things um, that I would say as youth, um, or speaking on behalf of youth, um, that we would like to know is what exactly are the building blocks of becoming successful? And like you had said, there are different answers because um, there are successful entrepreneurs out there that have you know, different or sometimes even completely different experiences or formulas to succeed. Um, and when you think about it, that's the answer right there. There is no actual rule book or guideline that if you follow word for word on how to become successful that you will because there's always going to be something different from your about your own journey. Um, so really, apart from these five traits that you talked about, what do you believe every entrepreneur must instill in themselves? And should we generally be more open-minded to and accepting of failure? Yeah, great, great points. Uh, and as, as you said, uh, there is no uh, wrong or right answer and uh, there might be different paths, right? So the five traits uh, uh, were an excuse as well to, to open up a conversation and actually, uh, the comments I received in that LinkedIn post were uh, insightful, right? So a lot of a lot of interesting points of views and, and confirmation or additional points or additional traits that other people would have thought, hey, this is also important to me. So uh, starting from the end, definitely uh, uh, being more open-minded and, and, and accepting failure, yes, is, is part of the entrepreneurial journey, right? So the entrepreneurial journey is not a straight line. There is a lot of up and ups and downs. And uh, it's, it's what you make out of a failure, right? So how you take the learnings and you identify actionable points, you know, to do it better or different uh, the next time or to just pivot as well uh, in the middle of, of a, a, diff a difficult situation. So this is, this is important because especially uh, uh, around our region here, uh, there is still a lot of stigma around failure. And failure doesn't mean, okay, go out and fail. It's not an objective per se, right? So, but it's part of the journey. So uh, it has to be uh, embraced in terms of it can happen uh, and there could be a lot of learnings that can come out of it. It's more the mindset, right? That you approach failure with. But what makes a successful entrepreneur, I would say, uh, it's, it, it could be relative. The answer to this could be relative because it depends how you measure success. Um, uh, uh, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of entrepreneurs, and not only entrepreneurs, business people, they measure success by you know uh, uh, either monetary value, uh, you know, an increase in salary, or you know the the, the, the revenues you're making, or or, or stuff like that. Uh, while others uh, measure success through the success they make in other people, for example, and I'm just taking two extremes, for example, right? So, um, so. 
what makes you successful, I would say, in my opinion, as a leader, as an entrepreneur, uh, uh, is, is definitely you're successful if you make other people successful. Um, because it's not only about, uh, uh, you know, your ego and you being selfish, but it's also about there is this social component as well um, of what you're looking at, the impact you're having by doing what you're doing. So, and, but if you don't set metrics that allow you to say, hey, uh, these other people have been successful and, and, and you know, uh, uh, you cannot measure that, right? So it's, it's important that you, uh, you measure the success that you're having through the success you're making in uh, other people. And, and this comes by a, a number of different things is by checking your ego at the door, by listening and empathizing with uh, the people you work with or the people that come through your path, your journey. Um, and, and by being very uh, proactive, I would say, in building your, your support network uh, uh, with time, right? So, so that uh, uh, people will, will stay with you or will be around even when things go wrong or not as expected. Uh, so that you 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 can still sustain and try to uh, build what you're doing or pivot or uh, make uh, make decisions that would allow you to still uh, iterate and, and build your product, your solution, your business, or having the impact you were expecting to have. Um, so it all starts with uh, accepting a failure, with having this growth mindset and approach we, we said before. Um, and then uh, having this genuine uh, uh, willingness to solve a real problem. Um, uh, because um, at the end of the day, you are successful if uh, uh, you know you you make an impact in the life of other people, and and usually that starts by identifying a pain point or a problem or a dissatisfaction or an anomaly, um, something that that you know uh, nobody else uh, is fixed yet, and then and then you you invest your time, your expertise, your ideas uh, uh, to execute something, to to build something, right? So. But, but you are successful if you're genuinely passionate or genuinely willing to, to solve that, that problem for not just for yourself, but for all the people that are impacted by that, by that problem. So there are many components, right? There is no recipe for, for, for success because it depends, it depends on uh, uh, factors that you can control and factors that you cannot, can, you cannot control, right? So uh, definitely, Definitely, uh, I, I, I tend to believe that uh, it's, it's, it's almost never, or it's never about luck, right? So you build your own luck because you, uh, you, you build the situations uh, to make things happen. Then sometimes you need to pivot, you need to learn from mistakes, you need to learn from failures and you need to, to change things. Sometimes it goes through uh, smoothly, but it's up to yourself to build those situations that comes from enabling yourself with the resources that you need to, uh, uh, to do the job that you want to do, uh, and, and then keep executing on it with perseverance, listening to, to, to other people, inspiring other people to follow you, and building your support network around you, because chances are you cannot build those things yourself alone, and you really need to have people around you that can support you when things go wrong, where you can get good advice, some mentor that can guide you when uh, uh, when you need and and but but it's it's a, it's it's a giving more than taking in the beginning right so it's a, it's a lot of work to do intentionally in order to build all, all of these conditions and situations to maximize the success that you you will have right and a lot of things that you said just now like it makes complete sense and I completely agree with you on them specifically um the first part where you talked about the stigma around failure I think that's definitely true 
Um, and with a lot of the youth that I kind of like got myself kind of like the opportunity to communicate with and talk about, you know, what exactly they feel about this. Um, they do have that fear of failure and they do think that it could potentially be, you know, what stops them from actually reaching their goal. And it's about changing that mindset really. Um, and that's why I said in the beginning, we kind of want to make ourselves be an experienced playground for the youth itself, because um, we do have an advantage. We're young, we, we can make mistakes and learn from them. And eventually, you know, like, like you said, it's about being, per, um, you know, persevere about this and determined to accomplish and all of that. So yeah, that was that was a really wonderful answer. Um, yeah, um, what would you say be the one thing that is most essential and necessary for an entrepreneur to have already known or learned? And what do you think the biggest mistakes are that young entrepreneurs in particular make and how should they avoid them? Yeah, look, uh, uh, again, uh, there, there is always uh, 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 multiple things, right? So it's not only one, one thing, but I would say if you ask me one, one thing definitely is, um, uh, one thing that can determine the success is definitely, uh, 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 and we touched base before on this point, is building your support network. Because this idea that you are not there alone, right? You're not a superhero, like an entrepreneur who is, Maybe he's, exactly. he's got this idea, right? This brilliant idea, and then and then it's it's yourself alone, right? That is going against everyone, everything. Sometimes against regulations, sometimes against competition, sometimes against you know behaviors, and and you want to change everything. Uh, it doesn't happen like that. So I believe that uh, one thing the, to to learn early on is is being very proactive and intentional in building mm -hmm. this network around you. Uh, that is that is diverse uh, and rich in a way to to, uh, to 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 have something around you that you can tap into whenever you you need that help, uh, and of course you can be part of of someone else's support network. So, so it's not a question of but it's, the matter is uh, it should be an intentional process, right? Something that you don't turn to it uh, last minute saying, oh. Uh, I, I I did everything I could and now nobody's helping me, right? So you you need to know that in advance, and and you need to to build for that intentionally, um, and and it's it's a matter of also when you build this this network, it's not just a matter of reaching out to people randomly and okay, I need someone in this area because I don't know anyone. I need someone in this area because I don't know anything about this. It's more about, it's it's it's, it's a human being relationship, right? So it's a two-way relationship, yeah. mutual value. It should start with yourself thinking what you can give to these people uh, as well back, not just uh, receiving, right? So it, it takes time, it takes effort. It, it requires being intentional. So this is one thing I, I would say, uh, it, it's fundamental to, to be successful. Uh, and it starts also with acknowledging that you cannot do everything yourself. The other exactly. thing, uh, and, and, this is, and this is one of the mistakes that young entrepreneurs do sometimes. Other, other, other things that you see uh, with, with people that uh, young entrepreneurs that maybe uh, are lacking that experience is one definitely is uh, um, a lot of times is around the, the, the process of fundraising, right? So there is this, this, this idea that uh, uh, it's you can only do things by by raising a, a certain amount of capital or, or of money, and and uh, 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 at the same time you have seen many many situations where uh, due to this lack of experience or the ability to negotiate that or doing that properly, 
uh, a lot of founders or entrepreneurs have diluted too much their company. They ended up not being even the owner of their own company or they ended up having too much pressure uh, even when they didn't achieve a product market fit. So uh, my advice uh, in, in this case would be for young entrepreneurs to raise the amount of money that would allow them to achieve product market fit before scaling and before opening up to, to more uh, uh, to, to give out more equity uh, of the company and, and being very focused on that, right? So, and sometimes there are certain things that can be done at relatively uh, cheaper cost than what one would expect. There is always smart ideas or different ways of doing things or, or of uh, doing customer validation, for example, or customer discovery, testing, experimentation, and so on and so forth. So. Um, uh, one, one mistake that, that consistently we see happening is definitely about the fundraising process. Um, and the other, the other mistake is definitely uh, not going out of the building, as, as we say, in, in terms of validating assumptions, right? So you, you really need to test your assumptions, do this process of customer discovery and customer validation and see if your hypothesis of what you're building uh, have a product, uh, sorry, have a market, right? So th there are people that are willing to buy that product or, or that service. Uh, and that can only happen if you get yourself out of the building and you check your ego at the door and you are open to listen to feedback, validate assumptions, uh, do experimentation testing, which today we can do in a much uh, scalable and easier way. Right. Again, that was a brilliant answer. I think that sums up the question pretty much. So yeah, on that same note, I would just like to ask you what, what your journey was like. Um, what challenges did you have to face and what would you say was your biggest lesson till date? Uh, look, the, my, my, my journey has been uh, um, um, uh, a journey where uh, intentionally I tried to build uh, a diversity of experiences in my in the journey, right? So. Um, um, and, and, and again, uh, uh, the, the lesson learned is that uh, there is no one else there that can um, manage uh, uh, your time or there is no one else that will uh, come to you and say, hey, this is a big opportunity for you, here it is, right? You need to, to, to build it yourself. So, and that starts with investing in yourself. So uh, uh, wherever, wherever, uh, uh, whatever experience I, 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 I did in my journey, for example, there has always been a component of a, I invested in myself in terms of learning stuff or inspiring to other people and say, hey, I want the job of this person. So what, what, what is that make this person that successful or what is it make this person that inspiring? So no, nobody will ever come to you and say, hey, this is, this is the answer, right? So you need to, to be curious, to think differently and go around and, 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 and observe a lot of situations. And then, but, but then you need to start investing in yourself because if you, if you don't invest in yourself, why should I invest in you, right? So uh, it starts with that concept of uh, uh, education, for example, and learning is lifelong learning. Right. It's not that you have a piece of paper that comes from a prestigious university and then you're done, right? You're, you have doors that should open for you. It doesn't work that way because it's all about people and people are inspired by you, by, by who you are more than, you know, your titles or, or whatever else. So, and that comes with 
with yourself being inspired first, you have invested time in, in, in building, uh, you know, who you want to be. And, and that has to be intentional. So that requires, first of all, yourself being aware of where, where you are in the journey uh, and taking time and owning your own time, which is the only resource you, you, you have in control, right? It's your, your time, making time for the things that really matters or making time for filling those gaps that you see while you are in the journey towards where you you want to be right so in my case for example was diversifying experiences was getting closer to um uh the the, the core of building value propositions so instead of being on the delivery of things moving this sort of chain towards you know being able to sell a value proposition and then being able to build a value proposition and then building a team that can build a value proposition and doing that through other people Right, so th this comes by diversifying experiences, building your network, connecting the dots across different experiences you had in, in your in your own life, mm -hmm. um, with the key distinction that um, one thing is being uh, uh, passionate about something, and one thing is uh, um, you know um, being also realistic. So there is a trade-off, right? So sometimes, especially when it comes to entrepreneurs, young entrepreneurs, there is this thing that uh, is called reality distortion. Uh, and reality distortion is a sort of a slippery slope uh, because on one hand, entrepreneurs, uh, if you close your eyes, you think about entrepreneurs, you think about energy, right? So, and this energy enthusiasm can lead to sometimes to exaggeration and exaggeration can lead to falsity and falsity to fraud. And, you know, it could, could be a slippery slope as we said. So what what would be my recommendation there is also uh, adopt this sort of moral philosophy that can help founders um, remain truthful to who they are. So on one hand, it's, it's great to dream big and to follow a passion because chances are you're trying to solve a big problem, right? Biggest challenges that we are facing in the world as an entrepreneur. But on the other side, you, you need to be honest about the evidence and the assumptions uh, that are underpinning uh, your vision, right? So, so you need to seek out for partners, for investors, for other people that can help you uh, be the best version of yourselves. And that comes again by building your support network, being aware of where you are, seeking feedback. So being open to all of these things. Right. Um, I just have to say, I mean, like every answer that you gave so far, there's pretty much a lot that you, you know, me personally, and even the ones that will be watching this later can take away from. So that was, again, a really good answer, especially the last point that you made there. Um, you know, on that note, again, I have another question. Um, so a lot of the time we hear the word passion, right? Um, and while it can be what fuels success, too much of it can be blinding. And I think you gave us a little hint about that just now as well. And this was actually from an article you published on the three P's of entrepreneurship, passion, patience, and persistence. How often does this actually happen with entrepreneurs? And really, how can we tell the difference between too much passion and not giving up and being determined towards that one vision that we have as entrepreneurs? Yeah, exactly. So this is exactly what I was uh, right mentioning, right? So it happens a lot. It happens a lot because uh, uh, usually an entrepreneur is someone who um, you know, uh, lives by by his his idea, right? So he, he got this idea, he got this this thing that you know is is inside, and and it, it keeps him alive, and, and and the energy comes from there, from from solving that problem and having an idea to solve that problem. But sometimes, uh, what happens is a lot of entrepreneurs fall in love more with the idea 
or the solution that they think is, is, is what they want to build rather than the problem itself. And sometimes uh, it, it yeah. comes also to a point where entrepreneur, of course, they need to sell themselves. Right? Nobody, uh, nobody knows what they're doing at the beginning. So nobody knows what they're building. Nobody, so they, they need to, to also uh, get the word out there. They need to get support. They need to, to do many things at the same time. And sometimes this end, ends up being the passion ends up being a, 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 a distorted into something that is more uh, exaggerated, right? So, as we yeah. said before, uh, nothing, nothing bad or nothing wrong in dreaming big, in being very enthusiastic, uh, you know, about uh, because that that energy builds flow, builds inspiration, builds consensus, builds a lot of things. But if that mm -hmm. ends up uh, uh, going beyond a certain limit and becoming more an exaggeration. Um, uh, that could have uh, dreadful consequences because um, right. uh, there should always be sort of a balance, right, in things. And nature is in nature you have symmetry by 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 definition, by the way things. Uh, there is a natural order of things. So exaggeration can lead, as we said before, to things like falsity, to fraud, to to believing in your own not lies or intentional lies, but believing in your own exaggerations, which is not uh, the, the, the reality, right? Sometimes if, if it becomes to that exactly. state. So, so that, that, uh, that is uh, uh, the antidote, the antidote to, to that, in my opinion, is, is, uh, would be the same antidote you would have for ethical, ethical dilemmas, is would you be able to keep you, to hold your head right, 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 right way when, uh, if, let's say you, you read that uh, exaggeration or that news in a, in a magazine or in a newspaper and you see your picture in there, would you be able to hold your head right and, you know, uh, still, still feel confident, feel, feel uh, uh, you know, at peace with yourself? So it's, it's, it's a matter of uh, ethical dimension more than, um, more than probably business uh, dimension, and the two things are interweighted and, and 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 are very much interrelated, right? So, uh, so it's a matter of uh, being honest and surrounding yourself with people that can keep you accountable and uh, can can really help you being the best version mm -hmm. of yourself. So it's a matter of probably uh, you know being open to receive feedback as well, and uh, exactly. make that time every now and then to step back and look yourself with more. Uh, you know, uh, with different eyes, right? So from like from from far and see, and check in with yourself every now and then, which is very important. Yeah. Um, so basically, um, it's okay to dream big, but when it's about to become an exaggeration, really snap out of it. Um, and like you said, be open to feedback and be like always try to look at yourself again and think about you know what's going to happen, things like that. Yeah, and um, so and one point more on this, I would say, is also. As I said, is is okay also to be vulnerable in the sense that sometimes, uh, sometimes uh, uh, it's either ego, it's either character, it's either ambition. It's many many different things for different people. But sometimes, uh, for some people, it costs a lot to say no or to say I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but the reality is, with the pace of technology today, and you know, the pace of innovation and and many things, uh, it's totally okay not to have uh, all the answers, right? So, and that's why. You surround yourself with a network of people you can tap into because you might not be expert in everything, but but that doesn't mean that you're not able to to get something done. Uh, you can get it done through uh, the expertise of, of other people, of partners, of investors, of uh, you know ecosystem players and so on and so forth. And and uh, sometimes the people don't tap into this only because 
they 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 have this ambition or they have this character and they they are not vulnerable right so they they, they, they feel that it's not okay uh, not having the the answers whereas it's you should totally be comfortable in being vulnerable even as a leader or as a founder as an entrepreneur as a young leader and so on and so forth because because it's 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 that's not the point the point is you can get things done in many different ways. You have people around you that you can tap into. You have wealthy of resources available, uh, you know, in the world. So uh, that human side, that human dimension, yeah. should, should be there and should be nurtured and cultivated with time. Yeah, and I actually really love how you stressed on the fact that there are people out there that can help you, um, and nothing's going to happen if you're vulnerable. I mean, you can still you can still learn. There are resources, again, like you said, um, and people out there that will help. So really our job as entrepreneurs, it's fine to ask questions. It's fine to say, I don't know. It's fine to reach out to these people specifically too. Um, yeah, thank you. Um, the next question that I would have for you is um, mainly on, so you're on a mission to empower 1 million students. Um, and entrepreneurs to build homegrown tech startups that will evolve to become global unicorns. How has that been so far? And why has that been your mission? Also, why is it important to empower the next wave of entrepreneurs now and start investing in them and their ideas? Yeah, thank you. Thank you for the question. It's, it's very, it's very interesting. So uh, it, it's a journey, right? So uh, and and uh, I believe I'm still at the 1% of where we could be with that uh, vision, uh, because we just started, I just got started on, on, on that. And but I, I truly believe, as we said before, uh, it's not a matter of being very transactional here. It's a matter of thinking longer term. And, and uh, on one hand, you see this part of the world, uh, a lot of the governments around us are really looking into entrepreneurship, right? Because there is a need here to diversify economy from oil to knowledge based. So at the same time, we mentioned before there are, uh, uh, we didn't discuss a lot about uh, the, the structural challenges we have in the ecosystem, but we mentioned uh, the fact that the, 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 you know, there is, there is uh, youth uh, and stigma, sorry, around, around failure, for example, which is part of the culture and so on and so forth. So in my opinion, um, this whole thing is relevant because we need to change mindsets uh, at some point. We need to change mindsets towards how to do innovation. We need to change mindsets towards what the future look like. It's not only about responding or recovering from a crisis where it could be COVID-19 or whatever else. It's also about reimagining the future. But more importantly, we have a lot of societal challenges that we are exposed to today, right? Whether it comes from climate change, environment, and, and so on and so forth. So the only way we can really tap and make this, tap into that and opportunities and, and make those sustainable is we really need to change mindset. And in my opinion, the best way to change mindset is to start from youth start from youth because youth come with the energy and and youth today look at brands and is they should have a purpose right so there is this this alignment of things where it should be a human centered sort of leadership and the the way you you do that if 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 you can tap into youth and enable youth with skilling with education but also with experiences right you you mentioned what you do for example which is great is a sort of an experience is a playground where you can fail, you can play with it. And that's important because nobody's saying that the million people 
million youth that we want to touch is, is, is going to convert into a million funders or a million entrepreneurs. That's not the point. Even if some of these people will end up working in a corporate, still you need to go there with the right mindset, right? To, to change things, to do things for good as well, to think about social impact and not just purely profits, which of course is important, but the two things can, can go together, right? So changing mindsets require, uh, in my opinion, starting from youth, starting from the basics, from, from, from skilling and experiences that the youth can go through. And at some point in their life, they can connect the dots across these experiences and build something meaningful. You know, uh, the, there was a recent research uh, saying, what is the, the best age or the age where an entrepreneur is mostly successful? And it turned out to be 45. But what the, what the research doesn't mention or what, what is not mentioned when this is reported is that um, it's not 45 years old for a first time entrepreneur. So actually, most successful entrepreneurs are second time entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs that have been failing or, or, or not failing or being successful with other ventures and then they came with another one or they've been failing previously and then they came up with the right ventures, right? So, so we, but in order to, to have more of this, we really need to change mindset on top of course of building the, the conditions around whether it's regulations, government and so on and so forth. But we need to have abundance of ideas, abundance of youth, abundance of new leaders that come with a set of values that believe in human-centered leadership, that believe in changing and impacting society, that believe in social impact, and they measure things not only by purely profits or revenues, but also by the impact these ventures are going to do on the society. So that's what inspires me behind the vision of the one million entrepreneurs. Which, which is of course ambitious. Uh, I don't like rounded numbers. The one million is symbolic to say, we really want to have a big impact across the region. And to do that, thinking long-term, we need to start early on, even from youth, to equip them with uh, the resources, the knowledge, the experiences that they need to fail, to learn, to try, and to have this entrepreneurial mindset wherever they will end up going, right? Whether in a corporate, themselves alone, as freelancers, building startups, and yeah. so on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So no, that was that was a brilliant answer. Once again, I'm just speechless right now. But um, yeah, like I mean, a lot of things that you said about the youth is, in general, I guess, really does make sense. Once again, um, and being part of the youth community as well, and as an entrepreneur, I would definitely agree with you on on all the things that you just said. Um, it's really about that in instilling that mindset in us, you know, and giving us the confidence to have that mindset and to keep it actually, um, that makes the difference. Um, so yeah, I guess the last question, sadly, the last question that I have for you um, is what advice would you give us as the first ever youth-led sustainable innovation hub in the MENA region? Um, and how should we really as a community or an ecosystem altogether, contribute to empower youth and develop entrepreneurial mindsets with a focus on the society, environment, and business in general? Yeah, this is this is a great question. And definitely happy to then follow up as well uh, after our conversation. But I would say top of mind is, first of all, uh, as a sustainable uh, hub uh, uh, focusing on youth and sustainability, I would say you are on the right track in the sense that uh, you know, uh, it all starts by acknowledging what are the real challenges we are facing as a society. 
And a lot of those uh, challenges have to do with sustainability, with accessibility, with impact, with, with environment, such as climate change, and so on and so forth. So uh, uh, I would say my advice there is to focus on the real value, right? So uh, there, is a, there is a lot of vanity metrics uh, around in terms of uh, uh, doing a lot of PR and vanity metrics around this and that. But where I believe youth can, can really change the game here is in, in doing uh, this stuff, right? So in, 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 in delivering value back to, to the society by, doing, uh, by, by going through these experiences and showcasing what youth with real ambition, with great knowledge can do when they come together. So this is one thing. The other thing is, is uh, probably points that we touched base before. One is definitely investing in yourself, right? So there will be no one else, no matter how noble and how straightforward is what you are set to do, which, which is, in my opinion, uh, but there will be nobody that will come and say uh, straight away, hey, I invest in you, or this is, this is the solution for what you're doing, or this is, you know, the door open. And so you need to open the door, right? So you need to invest in yourself, you need to do a number, of, intentionally, you need to do a number of things to create those situations where you can maximize the impact of, of what you're doing. The other thing is don't let anyone else manage the, the time, because the only resource you can really own uh, in this planet is, is, is your time, right? So make the most out of it in the sense that the, the way you invest uh, uh, your time uh, tells that at the end of the day, we'll end up telling who you are, right? So uh, you can invest and make your, you own your time by uh, you know, diversifying, for example, the experiences you're having uh, during your day, during your, your week, during your, your life. And that diversification is important because it will expose you to situations, to thinking, to backgrounds, or to people that then, you know, is, is the power is connecting people together to, to deliver more, more impact. So building, uh, building your own uh, network, connecting the dots across, across these different experiences that you, you have been going through. Uh, so this is, this, is, uh, this is very important. This is very important for, for making sure that uh, you know, what you're doing uh, is going to be sustainable. You can sustain that. Um, uh, you need to have the right partners on board as well. Um, and at the end of the day, you need to deliver the value, right? So you need to deliver value um, to youth. You need to deliver value to the partners that you have. Um, and, and that comes by focusing on what really matters for for uh, for the people that you are touching uh, uh, that you are touching with your initiatives and uh, how you're measuring the success of this um, uh, so it all starts there it boils down to to the basics of how you would run um, a program or an initiative or a startup um, and it's always about unit economics on one hand and people on the other hand so you need to to onboard the right people that could be sort of influencers right they can inspire then other people to follow and, and that, that's very important to, to, to do uh, in the first place. And as I said before, also being very intentional, right, in, in, in what you're doing, because uh, it's the only way you can, uh, you can drive uh, the agenda, you can own your time, you can, you can uh, uh, focus on the initiatives that really matter uh, to make a real impact, to inspire uh, other people, other, other young people, uh, and, you know, build, build the next generation of, of leaders that, that are human-centered, that, believe in you know doing things uh, but also for good right so profits are important sustainability is important but also impact uh, uh, and legacy i mean is important for for the society at large so we live at a specific point in time where i believe there are uh, many different challenges we are facing all together as a society so that means that there are opportunity there 
for a new generation of young people to, to focus on those, those challenges. But, but meanwhile, investing the time in learning uh, you know, about, about the challenges, about the technologies available, about uh, how to make the mistakes and, and what it takes to, uh, to, to, build, to build for that, right? So it's a journey. Um, it's a lifelong journey as, as education has become a lifelong journey. Entrepreneurship is also a lifelong journey. And uh, in my opinion, it's better if it starts early on, because uh, as we said in the beginning, it's also a matter of the mindset, right? So it should be an entrepreneurial mindset that drives uh, all of this, uh, instead of, of listening to many enterprises, companies that end up being disrupted because they didn't see it coming. They didn't, uh, they, they built alignment only around uh, managing the, the business as usual, right? But without thinking. Um, how the world is changing, what worries that, uh, you know, uh, they could still play a role in being relevant. So uh, companies also need uh, this fresh blood in terms of thinking, uh, people that comes with diversity of experiences, diversity of thinking, people that challenges the status quo, but of course with the right ambition and being aligned with, with organization and, and, and uh, being able to work with, with other people together and making things happen through uh, communities, through, uh, through relationships. Um, uh, so, uh, yeah, I believe I believe that you 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 are doing something great for for the region. So definitely happy to to support and seeing the progress of what you're doing. And again, uh, definitely happy to support youth and young people in uh, in this journey. Um, and and try to empower as many as possible across this region with with skilling education, but also leadership, uh, human centered leadership and technology as well. Uh, for for what technology can can do to play a role and enable more uh, maximize more the impact across across uh, uh, as many people as possible. Thank you so so much. First of all, for the advice um, and for you know for sharing your story with us today and for everything that you've given us through this conversation. And lastly, for you know for being supportive of what we do and for the youth you know in general. So. <laughs> Really, I, I cannot I cannot put into words how grateful I am. Thank you so much for your time today um, and for sharing all of your insights with us. That was really, really helpful for me personally. I've, you know, listening to you right now was just amazing. And I'm pretty sure all of our youth community out there is going to take a lot from this as well. So thank you so, so much. Um, I hope we can work together. Um, we, we do have the same or similar vision towards empowering youth. Um, and yeah, this would definitely be amazing if it happened. Um, and thank you so much once again. Thank you so much. Thank you, Maima. Thank you uh, for inviting me. Definitely looking forward to working together, looking forward to any feedback, uh, additional questions or whatever. The, the audience will, will have and looking forward to being in touch. So definitely um, let's keep in touch and I uh, uh, hope you enjoyed the conversations and definitely uh, happy to support uh, uh, what you're doing in the region.